We all see it. Matt Boldy needs some offensive help on his line. So who are some names that could assist at this point in the season? We discuss today on Locked on Wild. You're locked on wild. Your daily podcast on the Minnesota Wild. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Welcome into another episode of Locked On Wild, your daily Minnesota Wild podcast. Part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network. Your team every day. Thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. And just as a reminder, Lockdown Wild is available on your favorite podcast platforms at absolutely no charge. On today's episode of Lockdown Wild, we take a look at a few candidates that could help Matt Boldy and his line produce a little bit more offensively, as that has been an area that has struggled a bit here uh, as of late. So we'll take a look at some both in-house candidates on the Wild roster right now and some players that they could bring up to assist in that area. My name is Seth Topal, your daily Minnesota Wild insider, and I think it was I think it was mostly apparent in that game against the Calgary Flames is that Matt Boldy can't do it by himself. He needs somebody, and not to say that Boldy is not talented or a playmaker or anything like that just needs somebody on that line to give a little bit of a punch that he can get the puck to to take some of the pressure off we talked about it after the uh, the Calgary Flames game is that right now you can single up on Freddie Goudreau and Nick Patan and you don't really have to devote any more attention to those two other than that, and so that leaves the other three players on the ice to just go get Matt Boldy. Go take him off the puck, prevent him from getting the puck, and so it just the math just does not work out uh, with Boldy on that line right now. And so what you would like to see is something done in order to kind of inject some some things into that line uh, to try to help them out. And I I know Nick Patan there right now, he is, let's be clear, he is holding the seat on the roster of Brandon Duhame until Duhame is ready to come off injured reserve. Once Duhame returns, Patan will be sent back down. I don't think there will be any issues there. Uh, I would imagine with how long he has been with the team, it'll require waivers, but I, I think that'll be one that he'll be able to pass through and uh, and make it down to the Iowa Wild roster without really any issue. But what does that line need? What is the one thing that that line needs above all else? Well, I would rank it speed first. That was the thing that I think made that line so successful last season is you have that absolute burner level speed that Kevin Fiala possessed to be able to allow Matt Boldy to kind of set him up. And then when Fiala has the puck and the opposing team draws their attention to him, then Boldy can get closer to the net and Fiala was able to set him up to make plays as well. It was a good counterpunch dynamic 
that that line just does not have right now. You do have Freddie Goudreau on that line right now to uh, assist with some of the uh, the chemistry with Boldy, but that line doesn't have that speed element on the uh, other side of Matt Boldy, and so I think that has been one of the big things that has let them down. Now, zone entries continue to be a problem by and large for the team overall, and so that's uh, a little bit of a problem as well with that line. But I think if you could find speed first, if you could bring speed onto that line first and foremost, that would greatly assist. But just somebody that's going to shoot the puck, shoot first, ask questions later. Uh, those, I think, are the two big things that that line needs. And you have the Kaprizov line. That is your main scoring threat right now. You've got the grief line reunited. They are your main defensive presence. And so in order to turn the tides and to sustain what has been a nice stretch for the Minnesota Wild here over the uh, the last eight games in which they're 6-2, and two, you need another scoring punch line. The fourth line has provided some of that during that time, but you're going to need to create another scoring line that can consistently give you some of that scoring punch so that you're taking some pressure off the Kaprizov line. He's not having to do the whole thing himself. And then opponents have to kind of try to mix and match because right now, and we saw this against Calgary, the top defensive line for the Flames, Kaprizov line, go get those guys. Uh, because that's the only scoring line that is really going to consistently beat you. And so if you add a second, then teams have to, okay, now which one do we which one do we go after? Well, let's go after the Boldy line tonight. And then the Kaprizov line beats you because they're being matched up with a second or a third line and so on and so forth. Or maybe after the Boldy line gets going, well, then, okay, throw the top defensive line at the Boldy line. Well, then you get the Kaprizov line on a lesser defensive line. It's all about creating those mismatches that then give you opportunities to put points on the board, to score goals, and to uh, to start to pile up some wins. So we just we need to add an element to that line to get that going here again this season. And... I think first and foremost, you have a really good, I think, internal candidate that could fill that spot, and that, of course, being Connor Dewar, because you are looking for, first and foremost, you're looking for speed, and Dewar, one of the faster, if not the fastest player on the uh, the Wild roster. So you plug him in right there, and he can skate around and do his thing, and it's not like he... It's not like he's a one-trick pony by any means. He is a tough, defensive, gritty-minded player. But he also, as we've seen with the the shorthanded goals this year, he's got some pretty good puck-handling skills right around the net. That uh, that shorthanded goal in which he just kind of calmly waited for Jake Ottinger against the Dallas Stars just kind of calmly waited for Ottinger to commit to a play and then just ripped it ripped it uh, underneath the bar for that shorthanded goal. He's had many of those because he has good instincts for where the puck is going to be and because he plays 
a ton on the penalty kill, you know, those opportunities come to him. And so it's not like he is just, it's not like he's Nick Patan. He has good instincts offensively, and putting him with somebody like Matt Boldy, who is a playmaker and has puck vision, maybe not to the same level that Kirill Kaprizov does, then again, who does? But he has great puck vision, and so if you put somebody with some speed on that line, they're going to get good opportunities to come away with some shots, some goals, and you know, potentially slide in and uh, come away with rebounds around the net. Dewar checks these. Dewar checks, I think, both boxes in this case. He gets you the speed but he also has the ability to make some plays offensively that this team just really could use on that line. And so I would say if we're ranking him, and we'll we'll go through these as we go, I would say he is probably the top candidate internally to fill that spot. Now, maybe you end up making a trade. Uh, we'll talk about that uh, at the end of the show today. But I think internally, Dewar is the top candidate to fill that spot and to add what you're lacking on that line to give you another scoring punch. And we've we've seen it already. Just because somebody isn't one of those upper echelon players, they can fill those spots because they work hard and they deserve the opportunity to do so. Sam Steele on the top line as the center for Kirill Kaprizov. He's probably not a 1C, but at this point, he is playing himself into that spot, and he's making the most of that opportunity. We, I think, a lot of times just assume that a guy like Connor Dewar is, and maybe maybe not if you've listened to this show, but we just assume that he is, is one of those fourth-line plug-and-play guys. Connor Dewar is capable of more, much like Brandon Duhame is. They're capable of more opportunities on this team and so you put Dewar in that situation and I don't think you're going to be disappointed in the slightest so Dewar is our top candidate let's look at a couple of internal options that you could call up to fill that spot and to try to provide a little offensive punch as we continue today's episode of Lockdown Wilds after this Today's episode is brought to you by BetOnline.net. They are your number one source for sports betting info plus stats, news, and analysis. You can get the latest odds and trends for every professional and amateur league out there. From football to basketball to soccer and esports, they've got it all at BetOnline.net. And if you love sports podcasts, you can find those at BetOnline as well. They are always the fastest and easiest way to get your betting fix. So head over to their website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends and the action at BetOnline, where the game starts. Continuing today's episode of Lockdown Wild, once again, thanks for making Lockdown Wild your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Lockdown Sports Today podcast that gives you the full uh, lowdown on everything going on throughout the wide world of sports, the biggest stories, the biggest games. You get it all at Locked On Sports Today, available on your favorite podcast platforms, absolutely free of charge. Continuing to look at names that could help Matt Boldy right now, 
on his line. And uh, we'll move to a couple of the internal candidates. And one I think that is probably at uh, the top of everybody's list is Adam Beckman. And Beckman right now in 18 games with Iowa, he's got 12 points, six goals, six assists. We saw him earlier this season when uh, the Wild were dealing with just a ton of injuries. And here's the thing that I like about Beckman. He might not have the speed that Connor Dewar does, but he, as a young player, is a and I, I've used this I've used this with him before. He's a shoot first, ask questions later type player. He came up and I think the thing that most impressed me about his game is that he was not afraid to shoot the puck. A lot of times when you get players who are on that stage for the first time, they get a little gun shy. They're maybe not taking the the shots that you would like to see them take with the opportunities or are getting the puck, hesitating, and then passing out of it to uh, to try to give somebody else the opportunity. Beckman was was ripping shots in the uh, the games that he played for the Minnesota Wild. And so I think having that ability to do so is is something that would help that line out in particular because if Beckman can get to particular spots, Boldy can feed him the puck, and if Beckman were to come away with a goal or two right off the bat, well, then that shows that you have another presence on that line that needs to be taken into account. And so you can't just throw all the extra attention at Matt Boldy. And so Beckman, I know his last season was a struggle, um, at least from a points perspective, but there were some other things going on with Beckman. He was working on some different elements of his game and now is back to um, now is back to more of that offensive focus that we have seen from him in the past. So numbers so far this year are good, and I think he would be a fine fit on that line with uh, Matt Boldy and whether it be Freddie Goudreau or eventually Marco Rossi as the line mates on that line. They've all played together enough in Iowa to where I think that would be a combination that would work just fine for this team when we get to that point. The other name that I think is one that maybe is a little under the radar, that being Sammy Walker. Walker has 22 points in 21 games. He's got 11 goals, 11 assists, six power play goals. That's the other big part of this. He's got six power play goals on the season, and so he would be able to assist on special teams. And not only does this team need somebody that can slot in next to Matt Boldy, they need people that can help out on special teams as well because that second power play unit is still a work in progress. And so if you get somebody on the line with Boldy that can do that, can bring some of that speed element, but is pretty untested at the NHL level. Um, and if you're willing to, if you're okay with with understanding that there are going to be some growing pains, that would be a route to go as well because I think Walker brings you, outside of Connor Dewar, who's here and brings you all of those things, I think Walker is probably next on the list because he brings both elements it's just that you have to call him up in order to do it, and then who, short of Nick Patan going back down, whose spot does he take? 
on the roster. So um, I think Walker, it's, it's interesting because when he signed, I don't know if there was a thought that he would be somebody that would uh, be – getting an opportunity at the NHL level to step up and to play some meaningful minutes. But 11 goals in 21 games, that is hard to overlook. And I think that speaks to that he is is a good fit in that system and is having a good start to the season. So I would imagine his name will be in the mix as well. And I should say as well with all these suggestions – if it's going to be somebody not on the roster right now, obviously there's not much that can be done until the team comes back home. But I would hope that the guy on the roster right now that is the leading candidate, I think, to take that spot, I would hope that he just does um, in tonight's game against Edmonton. I guess we'll wait and see. It just it, it just would be nice to have a second line that can can score and can keep you honest about defending the Kaprizov line. So Connor Dewar, Sammy Walker, Adam Beckman, I think are your ideal in-house candidates for this uh, situation. But Bill Guerin may not decide to go with the in-house candidates. There is always the option to do something a little out of the box and to uh, do something that's, is going to bring somebody in from a different organization. And so we'll uh, finish up today's episode talking about the possibility of a trade that is on the way after this. Final segment of today's episode of Locked on Wilds. Once again, thanks for making Locked on Wilds your first listen each and every day. For your second listen, make sure you check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, recapping everything going on throughout the wide world of sports all in one place. Locked on Sports Today is available on your favorite podcast platforms, absolutely free of charge. So the trade route is certainly one that Bill Guerin could look at. And we talked about Brock Besser uh, about a week ago. And that is a possibility that uh, that the Wilds could look at. I just I don't think with the additional cap maneuvering that you would have to do that that's one I think that they will pull the trigger on. Here's what I think if the Wild are looking to bring somebody in to assist this season, it's going to it's going to be one of two things. It's going to be number 1, a player on a one-year deal that would be a rental. Don't have to worry about any cap obligations beyond this season. And you have cap space to work with this year. Granted, not a lot. Three, what is the number, at least according to Cap Friendly, is $3.47 million in cap space right now. So that doesn't leave you a lot of money in order to do something. But if you get a player that is on a contract for this season and this season alone, such as Ryan Reeves was, you don't have to worry about trying to factor that in beyond this season whatsoever. So I think the expiring contract is the most appealing way to fix this void in the lineup right now. I wonder, too, if Garen will look at somebody who is controllable, 
who is maybe a younger player that is just not working out with their particular team. I, I don't know. They're, so they're, there's the expiring deal, or there's somebody that is younger that is on a controlled deal that you can have beyond this season and maybe the next two seasons at a good rate that fills a need that then you don't have to worry about trying to fill elsewhere. So it's one or the other, and I think it's probably leaning more towards the expiring contract route where you get somebody that is going to be a rental. Maybe it doesn't cost you as much as somebody else would. And so who that ends up being, I know I had thrown out um, from Chicago. Now that was more of a uh, center type acquisition. Uh, I had just thrown out the name uh, Andreas Anthonisiu because he had that insane goal that he scored against the Wild the last time the Wild played. He is signed to a $3 million contract for this season, and so if you ended up having Chicago pay part of it, that would actually be a route that uh, might work because there is nothing that needs to be done in terms of fitting a player on the books beyond this season. So that will be interesting. Now, his numbers overall, not uh, super good. Um, He's got nine points in 25 games, also 20 penalty minutes. But something along that line, because then he would be a player with speed that you can put in on that line with Matt Boldy and Freddie Goudreau or whoever is the center at the time for that line. You could throw him there and you could add that element to it. So somebody like that maybe would be appealing for Bill Guerin uh, to consider as we move further and further towards the trade deadline. This maybe would also be an opportunity to offload a contract that is currently on the books that is not going to be on the books next year. And I, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to have a bit of certainty or uncertainty to it. Matt Boldy, uh, Matt Boldy, Matt Dumba will not be on this team next year. I I don't think there is even a chance that he will, considering the cap situation. So maybe you find a team to take that deal on as well to give yourself a little more flexibility. We'll have to wait and see. But I think it's going to be probably just a, a rental player that you can throw in on that mix and can try to kind of inject some life into that line as well. So those are your options. I think in-house is the most appealing, and I think it's doer. you gotta, you got to try. you got to give him that opportunity and see if he can take it and run with it. I have no doubt that he will, but you don't know unless you try. So we'll have to see what uh, the Wild end up doing as they take on the Edmonton Oilers tonight. We'll have a pregame episode for you later today, so make sure to tune in for that. But that will do it for today's episode of Locked on Wild. Now that your first listen of the day is done, make sure you check out the Locked on Sports Today podcast, all of your favorite sports stories and biggest games all in one place. Locked on Sports Today is available on your favorite podcast platforms, absolutely free of charge, just like Locked on Wild is. So make sure you follow us on YouTube, Turn your notifications on and follow us on your favorite podcast platforms and on social media and on TikTok. 
We've got you covered everywhere we can possibly be. So stay up to date with all the latest news on the Minnesota Wild by following along with us with new episodes every Monday through Friday as part of the Locked On Sports Podcast Network.